It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Broski was dancing to that so much, his chair just <laughs> fell down. <laughs> I had that happen. Oh, time to talk women's football again with Alicia Carnivas. Evening, Alicia. Hi, guys. Love to hear about it, Broski. <laughs> he's just <laughs> clambering back onto his perch, and now he's too high. Come on, <laughs> drop, the, drop the seat. There we go. Uh, Alicia, whilst he sorts that out, let's start with the A-League women. Uh, last week, we went to our just before the big Western United Sydney FC uh, top of the table clash. Western won that one, of course, but uh, they couldn't back up at the weekend. Uh, and their 100% record is gone. The Western Sydney Wanderers, the much improved Western Sydney Wanderers, beating them 2 1. Yeah, well, look, two weeks ago, none of us saw this coming, right? So I think it's, uh, look, I love it for the league. I just think it's fantastic that there's been a bit of a shake up. Um, I guess one thing with, with the Liberty A-League is just for me, there's the strong four, right? And so when we have a team like Western Sydney who really, just struggled to find their feet really early in the season. And now we see them back to back with two fantastic wins and knocking a team like Western United off their perch. I think it's excellent. So mm. um, credit to them. Serena Bolden sort of come out and has said, well, what else would you expect? We're on the way up. She's been um, pretty bold in her declaration about um, Western Sydney and, and what Cat Smith's been working on and what their intentions are. So I look forward to seeing the match this weekend. Absolutely. And of course, they beat Melbourne City uh, before that. So that's two wins on the spin. First time in a long time they've been able to do that in the competition. Uh, talking to Melbourne City, they could have taken advantage of that. Sydney FC not in action of the weekend, but uh, they couldn't win uh, the Melbourne Derby, drawing 1-1 with uh, the reigning champions victory. How did you see that game? Yeah, I, I did watch this match and it was a really, really uh, tight match, really well contested throughout. But early goals, I, I felt like Melbourne City were a little bit careless um, playing out of the back and, and Alex Chidiak is quite smart and, of course, quite sharp and was able to capitalise on that quite early. Um, Hannah Wilkinson, she's a fantastic finisher as well, but Daniela Garlich, I'm 16 years old, and, and her ability to to read the play up front for Melbourne City and, and lay little neat balls in behind defenders just to catch them off guard is excellent as well. So one all is probably about right for that contest, but um, it was an opportunity missed, I think, for both teams. Both teams there, victory would have liked to secure three points, but equally with United's loss, it was City's um, shortfall there, I think, ultimately in the end. And Alicia, we saw Marco Rudin, um, you know, have a go at uh, at the fact that you know the, their game in particular was played in the in the searing heat. Um, a lot of the women's games as well, um, you know, we're seeing played at that time of the day. No doubt, you you share a similar opinion. Is it spoiling the women's matches as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Jeff Hopkins most recently has come out uh, from the women's game has complained about the same thing as Mark. Rudin, it, it's tough. It's tough to play in the heat, especially in the heat of Australian summer. It's it's a very different heat. Um, it can really affect, as a player, your concentration to a huge degree as well, just how you're able to cope with that. And everyone copes quite differently. Um, when you've got 30 degrees, 
not a cloud in the sky sort of beaming down at you and you've got to run 90 minutes. Mm. Um, it, it's quite intense. So, look, I, I definitely support uh, calls for schedule changes if we are looking at being serious about quality in our game um, and making sure we're getting the best out of our players, I think. Part of that goes with the scheduling and how we're servicing our players to produce the best quality football that they can as well, mm. right? So um, I think that's something they need to look at um, but can definitely appreciate with with both leagues running simultaneously, men's and women's, it, it's not easy. Um, we still, Sydney FC can't host Perth next week or this week. Um, their game's been delayed because of no football pitches available in Sydney apparently to Is host that, that right? game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Perth aren't happy, uh, obviously, with that, and they've had a rough weekend. So they're um, they're having literally a three or four week break. Um, they're on ice. Yeah, so it's a bit tricky. Yeah, yeah, it is. And until our clubs own their own stadiums, which we've banged on about for goodness knows how many years, that is going to continue. Unfortunately, uh, talking yeah. of Perth Glory, the game between Perth and Wellington was a little bit fiery, wasn't it? Ella Mastrantonio. And Emma Ralston both shown red cards for a bit of a set too. Uh, it made the back pages of the paper over there in WA, which uh, Ella wasn't particularly happy about. And I, I sort of understand her her reasoning for that. You know, she's saying, look, the, the first time it's made the back pages of the paper and it's about this. But this yeah. is where football's yeah, at, isn't yeah. it? Unfortunately, it's the same with the men's. We, we talked about that with the Melbourne Derby. If it finishes 1-0 to Melbourne City and there's no crowd problems, it's a paragraph. If the fans are on the pitch and cause a bother, then it's back page headlines. This is our sport at the moment, isn't it, unfortunately? Yeah, it is. Um, from a marketing angle and a business angle, I always say no. Uh, bad publicity is not necessarily bad for marketing, got to mm. be honest. I know it's it's not really in keeping with what we're trying to put forward in our game, but it's a talking point. I, I don't think ultimately... Um, a three-match suspension fits what what actually happened. I think that's something I know that people are talking about appealing in Perth as well, um, just with the severity of of the ban uh, in line with the red card. But I, I agree with you. It's tricky. Our game um, tends to get full pages with a bad rap and, like you say, a tiny little paragraph when, it's, when there are good things happening. One of those things um, that people are talking about really actively at the moment is the Women's World Cup, where, where's this promotion? People can't see it. Like the average person in the public cannot see or hear about the Women's World Cup mm. outside of football itself. And so um, there's a bit bit of a, a chasm, I guess, between what's actually happening that's really exciting and positive in our game and, and growing our game and getting that exposure. And then the, the two negatives, realistically, in the last two months, the women's match on the weekend over in Perth and and the drama down in Melbourne yeah. with men. So, yeah, it, it is a tricky one and don't have the answer for you, unfortunately, yeah. Simon. T- twas ever thus, twas ever thus. <laughs> By the way, half a million tickets now sold for the FIFA Wounds World Cup, 184 days to go. That was released today, which is great news. Broski, wow, go wow. on. All right, well, touching on the, uh, the the Matildas, which when you look across the league, the games that we've um, played so far, I mean, which, which girls have stood out for you uh, in the mix for a World Cup spot. I think one that we expected to shine, Courtney Vine, probably hasn't been at her best, but we, we do know the quality that she has. Which other girls have uh, impressed you so far? Yeah, look, Amy Harrison uh, scored on the weekend. I think she'd have to be on, on the radar at least um, for Western, well, from Western Sydney. Um, Michelle Heyman's one that, that sort of comes up and she scored a, 
on the weekend as well for Canberra. But Michelle's got that history as well with the national team. She's played in big tournaments. Um, she's a seasoned striker, and there's a lot of conversation around Michelle Heyman as well and whether she's um, impressed enough to be recalled into the side. And then, as I said before, I think um, Alex Chidiak for sure, but Daniela Garlich as well. She's a young Matilda at present, 16 years of age, young, but her performances have been consistently great mm. to be fair so uh, I for my money if we've got a cup of nations coming up why not bring a young Matilda in whether or not she's going to go to a world cup I don't know but I think she's been very very impressive um worth in the a shot worth a shot maybe yeah. um <clears throat> you which segues nicely into the fact that we do have a cup of nations uh in Australia next month Australia taking on the Czech Republic Spain and Jamaica uh, I guess we know a bit about Spain and probably a bit about Jamaica as well. I seem to remember we played them at a World Cup uh, not so long ago. Uh, Czech Republic is probably the unknown quantity. Um, don't, don't they have the goalkeeper that plays along, along with Lydia Williams, keeping her out of the team at PSG at the moment? Am I, am I thinking of the yeah, right Yeah, person? I believe yeah, I believe that's Yeah, I think you're right there, Simon. I think they're going to be an interesting team, uh, being a European team and being obviously a team that produced good players throughout good leagues um, throughout the world. So I think that is a team that we haven't had much exposure with. Um, but a test, all the same, they will be a very disciplined unit, I'd imagine. Um, and it'll be a good test against another European nation that's perhaps not the quality of, say, a Germany um, or an England, but definitely a test for us all the same. Yeah. Um, like you said, we've got some familiarity with, with Jamaica, we have played them at a major tournament before, and I always say um, the athleticism of those teams is always a test as well uh, for our girls, and very very similar um, athleticism to the African nations that we've played as well. So that's going to be a test uh, with the physicality of that match as well. And then Spain's going to be a good a good benchmark, a good test for where we really sit because yeah. Spain, I think. Are, they're a great team. Um, so it's it's a great combination of teams, I think, that they've pulled together for this tournament. Um, I hope we get the crowds to all of those matches down in New South Wales and um, build for that World Cup. Absolutely. Uh, Czech Republic, incidentally, got a draw with England in London late last year. So uh, they are certainly mm. no rabbits. Um, just one to finish off uh, FA Women's Super League news. Uh, Sam Kerr scoring yet again. 89th minute equaliser that earned Chelsea appointed Arsenal. Caitlin Ford in very good form at the moment as well. Uh, and I just wanted your thoughts on Remy Simpson's uh, move. She's the latest to join the band of Aussies in the FA Women's Super League. H how do you think she'll go at Leicester and... Uh, if she does well, I guess that puts her right in the frame for the for the Women's World Cup as well. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason ultimately for the move um, from, from home soil is to put herself in European stead and, of course, for selection uh, for the World Cup. So I do hope she goes well. I think she's one of our, our stars of the future, absolutely, and I think it's a smart move for her at the moment um, and hopefully that just propels her into the spotlight for, for Tony's final selections. Um, Sam over the weekend goes without saying what she's achieving and what she continues to to achieve in the game is just astronomical. I think she's scored 48 goals out of 57 matches or wow. something. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal for Chelsea. So, um, and that's in two years. So that's just, the stats are, are mind blowing. But Caitlin Ford, I think she's in some of the best form of, of her career at the moment. I think the way she's playing for club and country is outstanding. And I really, really hope she can maintain that um, 
for the World Cup because I think she's the outlet that we actually need in our strike force for the Matildas. I think Sam, as we expect, will be quite heavily relied upon but also marked. Um, so the outlet, I think, for our strike force will, will be Caitlin Ford. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we'll ask you next week about Ray Dow's appointment as uh, TD of the Women's Forward. We didn't quite get round to that uh, tonight, but that's a topic that can keep for next week. In the meantime, Alicia, we're going to let you go. I think you're at uh, is it your dad's birthday party tonight, so we'd, we should it let is. you go. It <laughs> is. Happy birthday, it Dad. <laughs> Happy birthday, Nev. 66, looking good, still playing football, so good he's man. doing well. Good man. Thanks, <laughs> cool. Alicia. Thanks, Alicia. Talk Thanks, to you next guys. week. That's uh, Alicia Carnabas with our Women's Roundup. After the break, we'll uh, answer a few of your texts.